I went behind the scenes at the Sedgwick Museum of Earth Sciences in Cambridge with Sarah Finney, the museum conservator, who showed me her very special fossil of an ancient fish that had legs. I'm holding a skull of something called Acanthostega gunneri. This is an animal that lived 360 million years ago and is in that interesting period when fish were developing limbs and eventually were able to go out onto land. This is an exquisite fossil from northeast Greenland and there are very few of these skulls or even articulated individuals known of this animal. It's a beautiful, delicate little skull with tiny teeth and has this characteristic ornamented surface to the bone. That means it's all covered in little pimples and within that there are sensory pits that it would have used to detect its prey in the water. Now this particular specimen, I spent a year of my life digging this out of a block of rock with tiny needles uh, all down down a microscope. So you develop a very intimate relationship with this beast and it becomes part of you almost. But at the end of it, you end up with, if you're lucky, a very beautiful fossil. And I've been very privileged to work on this material because it's so rare and so exquisitely preserved. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. You're holding it in the palm of your hand. It's so tiny, almost cradling it like a little baby. And you turn it over, it almost looks like it's made of plastic. It's so perfect, all the little teeth and the little pits. How do you go about finding something like this? Finding material like this is um, often a very long process. Sometimes it's when geologists go out looking at the rocks and they happen to pick up some fossils, which is what happened in this case, actually. There was a geologist out in Greenland who was looking at the Devonian rocks and noticed these interesting fossils. Specimens of this had been found before in the 1930s by a Swedish paleontologist, but there was very little material known. Geologists in the 1980s picked up some rocks and a few of what he thought were interesting fossils. They were then put into a museum collection in the Sedgwick Museum, and a paleontologist called Jenny Clack came along and looked at these drawers, just looking for Devonian fossils on the off chance that there might be something interesting, and realised what a precious gold mine of fossils there were. Now, I've been to this site... It's on top of a mountain in Greenland. It's just a tiny deposit of fossils in a vast sea of rock. Absolutely acres and miles and miles of rock and ice. Nothing else there. And the chances of finding fossils like this are so rare. They really are quite special. So you go out there to this site and you're standing on this mountain in the middle of nowhere. How does it journey to being this little creature you're cradling in your hand? Well, it's a very it's an interesting contrast between being out in the field in a tent in all weathers, and you're carrying a rifle to deal with polar bears, and you've got sledgehammers and big hammers and chisels with you, and somehow you have to get this rock from the top of the mountain back to the laboratory. And that actually is quite a brutal process, where you're just hammering away at it with your chisel. And as a conservator, I found that quite difficult, because you're trained to be very, very careful of things, but then your attitude changes when you're out there, and you're so desperate to get the fossil back. You take quite extreme measures with this stuff and carry it down in your rucksack and then pack it in a box and gets taken in a helicopter and then flown back to, in this case, Denmark and then brought over on a big truck to Cambridge. And then, of course, when it's back in the lab, you treat it with the, <laughs> as if it's a block of gold, although, you know, you wrench it off a hillside in Greenland. And that's where you have to start getting down to the very nitty-gritty, careful work with the drills uh, because the more you prepare these fossils... In many ways, the more delicate they become because you're removing its protective rock and you end up with this very, very delicate specimen you can see here with its rows of tiny, sharp teeth. The bone is paper-thin in places, so it's, it's easily damaged and it's, it's very brittle, so it has to be handled very carefully. Well, I'll bet it's, you say, 360 million years old. It doesn't surprise me that it's a bit delicate. Now, when you look at this little, what you can see is clearly a creature. How do you know what it was? 
well, this is just based on all the centuries and years of work that anatomists and uh, paleontologists have done looking at vertebrates. And it's all about understanding vertebrate anatomy and carefully studying, in this case, from fish anatomy and how this, these animals relate to those other animals. And that's, that's the long period of just working out the anatomical differences and all these little changes that, in the end, you build up a picture of vertebrate anatomy and life. And what was this one? This is something called Acanthostega gunneri, and it's what we call a stem tetrapod. So tetrapods are like us, they've got four limbs. This animal would also have four limbs, and usually in this case it had eight fingers on its hand, and these very early animals had a different number of fingers to us. At the end of the Devonian there was an extinction event, and it seems that the animals that made it through this extinction event probably ended up with the standard five fingers that most animals have today. What's its nickname? Grace. It um, was in a big block of rock and it had drill marks all around it. And actually, somebody commented it looked a bit like the uh, singer Grace Jones. So it ended up being called Grace. Thanks to Sarah Finney for introducing us to Grace. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.